I would like a formal written. You know what? I'll even accept a verbal apology live here on the pod with our listeners here from my two best friends. A verbal official apology for some background for our listeners. It has been a running debate between the three of us, with Jordy and Phil both swearing that they could easily defeat any dog in a fight to the death. Well, this is the dog that I'm talking about. Oh, Lord. You guys would have no chance against this dog. The dog in this movie is the dog that I will be now using to settle this This is a debate. trained movie dog. This dog don't exist. This is a I've real t- dog. And this dog was destroying everybody. This dog was destroying everybody. And this is the dog that I'm now using to settle this debate once and for all. You guys would have no chance against this dog. Did the dog not die in the movie? Of course it didn't. He was taken down, guys, left and right. Trained assassins he was taken down. And you guys think you'd have a chance against this? Anyways. That's movie magic. Three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really, honestly, doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Screens and Sizes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Screens and Sizes for episode 11 of the podcast where three best friends talk about movies and TV shows that make us laugh, cry, and sometimes question our very existence on this planet. Today is a special day because we are introducing a brand new segment that will leave you on the edge of your seat called Screen It or Leave It. But before we dive into all of that and dive into this roller coaster of emotions and opinions, let's check in to see how my two very best friends are doing today. How has life, fellas, how is life doing? Nick, you want to go first? I would love to go first. Life is, on the whole, very good. We're we're preparing for playoffs coming up soon. Season's going well. We, we're in first place, so hopefully we can Sheesh. close the season well. Um my neck is really bothering me, but other than that, I'm really happy to see you guys. <laughs> Any particular reason why it's hurting? Or like, what, what happened, man? Uh, I mean, I think I just maybe slept weird. You know, once you get above 30, you sneeze the wrong way, and you got back problems, neck problems, what, whatever it might be. Well, if you have too many people in the bed with you, sometimes you can't get comfortable. Oh, oh! You just came from the Greek islands. Tropical so. trips going on vacation. <laughs> Maybe like even nothing. slept on a rock out there too. Just living on, on the, the beach. beach, yeah. Living lavishly. What about you, Phil? How you been, man? Uh, overall pretty good. The pollen out here sucks. Mm. <laughs> a little in my throat. So I'm starting to talk like Palpatine. It's awful. Hey, thank you. Um, <laughs> but the exciting thing is, eleven days, fellas. Oh eleven my days. Lord. Now, if you want to hear something that gets my, Sunday, my throat hurting and Sunday like that. <laughs> in Nashville with Taylor Swift, I can't. Swizzy. How many, how many times have you seen her in live? This will be my first. So okay. So is this what you used? Because I know you somewhat recently have moved. So is this what you said you used half of the? money for your last house for to get these tickets no luckily we we got we i paid cheapo for these bad boys no one hustles no one hustles the hustler he's been selling those kidney stones <laughs> bringing the kidney he's stones, to the kidney stones. Golly, if you could make money off kidney stones i'd be rich boys <laughs> they're minerals marie all right um <laughs> yeah, well, that's good I'm, I'm good too we're close closing in on the phone the, on the end of the season as well nick um we're not in first we're not big balling like you guys are but we're doing really good getting ready for the playoffs and then kind of excited to go back home see the family again you know how it is this time of year um being away from home but we can see the light yeah i do i can't see the light my body's hurting and aching all, like all you know closing on that 30 as well but uh you know being able to have this moment with you guys and recording this bad boy definitely keeps me going as well guys so thank you for that well then i guess without further ado it is time for our new segment. It is new, so I gotta. I have a tape recorder. I have a tape recorder here, guys. One second, I gotta. 
grab some popcorn and a drink. It's time to hear what we all think. Should you screen it or leave it behind? Let us help you make up your mind. Screen it or leave it. Woo! Oh yeah, guys. So there we go, guys. Uh, That's beautiful. Quick little tape that I've been putting together this afternoon. You know, hot off the press. Yeah, it's like a Bluetooth tape recorder. Works back. Like, it's then we get technical, guys. It's boring stuff. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, screen it or leave it. In this segment, we will be discussing movies that we have seen recently and giving you the inside scoop on whether they're worth your time or not. We'll break down each movie quickly, discuss, and then give you our final verdict. From action-packed blockbusters to heartwarming rom-coms and indie flicks, we'll be covering a lot of ground as nothing is off limits. The good, the bad, the downright ugly, we're not holding anything back. So whether you're a movie buff, a casual watcher, or just someone looking for something to watch on a lazy Sunday afternoon, this is the segment for you. This episode, guys, we've broken down or we've selected four movies that we've recently seen so i guess we can dive into the very first one we've been waiting to discuss for a long time that is creed three highly anticipated by all three of us directed by michael b jordan uh starring jonathan majors michael b jordan himself of course tessa thompson um who wants to take it away first guys phil what, what, do, you, what do you think about this one going into it oh. how was the experience thoughts not me first not me first <laughs> Oh, well, going into it, uh, I was hyped, and I don't want to spend too much on this, on this because it's you know it's questionable right now. But uh, Jonathan Majors being in it, I was hyped about that <laughs> before all this other stuff. Um, so I was hyped for that. I was also excited to see Michael B. Jordan take over his directorial debut. Um, but I think I do remember the last Creed two came out. I was like, we can't do any more of these. What else can they do? There's not more. And then all of a sudden I see a trailer years later, like I said, with Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. Again, I'm like, all right, I'm all in. This is what I want to see. Um, and then after I watched it, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> in in, in I retrospect, was, you didn't want to see it. After I just, it. Yeah, I just it just didn't do it for me, dudes. I think it was, I, since this movie has been out a while, a little bit of spoilers here. Not, I'm not going to go too deep. But uh, to me, it was just a copycat Rocky Four without the real stakes and heart of it. Um, there was parts where it could have went there, but it didn't. Um, I was confused and didn't know what Michael, what, what Creed wanted in the movie. I was confused. It just seemed like a selfish film for the character as well. Like, it just, he was very selfish. Is, is it fine if I go deep? Spoilers, is that okay? Is oh, yeah. Like so, fun? yeah, I mean, we can give a little spoiler, spoiler warning. All right, so the, the biggest thing that bothered me was... John the Majors is the character that comes back from uh, Creed's past. He did some jail time for Creed as they were like high schoolers or whatever. And the thing that I was confused about was I couldn't tell if Creed was pulling Adonis, if he was pulling for Majors' character to be successful or not. Like he, a whole thing breaks down. You don't know the details yet, but it turns out that uh, I forget his name. John the Majors' character is going to play. He's going to fight the champion, and the champion is tied to Adonis. So Adonis ties this whole thing up. And then before the fight, Adonis tells the one guy, you just do your job. And then he tells Major's character, do what you do. I'm like, who are you pulling for here? Are you pulling for your buddy who you feel guilty about? Or are you pulling for your guy? And then even during the fight, the fight takes place. And you already know where it's going. You already know that the underdog is going to win. And when he won, like, I legit laughed. I'm like, I even knew what was going to happen. But when it happened, it just didn't feel right. And then you see Adonis's reaction. I'm like, dude, what is it? Are you mad your guy lost? Are you mad that your boy – like, I didn't know what you're pulling for here. And then it's just – I was just sort of confused. That what, what do you want out of this? And then it's, like, selfish. Like, he comes out of – he retired. Now he's back out fighting again. It's just like a copycat of Rocky Four, except his boy didn't die. You don't have Apollo dying to bring you out of retirement. You just – you made a mistake, which wasn't a mistake. Like, again, why – it's your boy or not. Are you feeling guilty? Do you want him to win or not? I don't know. I was just confused. Visually, it looks great. I think the direction is great. Just I think the writing of the story just didn't hit for me. The performances are good. It's just I just didn't feel the heart. It just didn't mean anything to me. I was just so confused by what they were trying to do. So you so think it was, it was, they were going Rocky Four, but they weren't able to pull any of the heartstrings? Like yeah, they did. didn't. And I was just but by not knowing Adonis what he wanted 
with this mm-hmm. the soul fight to begin with like dude what's going on here what about you nick uh for me i mean i'm such a sucker for these movies man i mean kind of like phil said i i was like well i don't really need a lot any more creed and then we got more creed and i was here for i was so excited i'm just such a sucker for these and i think i was a little more high on it than you were phil i mean there were definitely some issues that i had with it especially pacing issues for me were really frustrating like i wanted more from certain storylines that they introduced to us and they never re- really revisited. Um, but I mean, it's so beautifully shot. The fight sequences really worked for me. I kind of, I like the creative choices that they used. Um, and the character, the character drama worked for me. I mean, I kind of liked how Creed made this movie, his own movie. We've had Rocky in the past and I love Rocky as much as the next guy. Um, and I did miss seeing Rocky, but he wasn't necessarily necessary for the story which I appreciate. I thought that they told the story well without having to have Rocky there. Um, Phil, you kind of touched on Jonathan Majors. He was sensational. I mean, he's just acting wise. He's, he's just phenomenal. It. And then, like, yeah, it, like he was, he was, was incre- incredible. And then, yeah, we've got, we'll see where, what happens with his uh, legal issues moving forward. But for, in this movie, his performance was incredible. I mean, I was, I was cheering for him to win because like, I didn't necessarily like what we got, what they revealed about Adonis Creed, the character, the decisions that he did. Like, how is your boy going to go to jail for you? And you don't send one phone call, you don't, or you don't send one letter. You don't make one phone call for this guy. Like I was kind of like, Oh, I kind of see why he has so much beef with Creed. And I was kind of pulling for him to be honest. Um, with that being said, they didn't really break any new storytelling ground. It was very predictable. But I did emphasize with the characters the dilemmas that they introduced to us, and it, it did kind of blur the lines between hero and villain, for me at least, with Creed and and Major's character. Um, so in that sense, it worked for me. And again, it was just beautifully, beautifully shot. The fight sequences really worked for me. Um, so in that sense, I did enjoy it, but um, there were some some pacing issues and some other issues that I had. But overall... I'm still a sucker. I'm still a sucker for these. Creed four for Nick. <laughs> Creed four for sure with his daughter in there. My, oh my, my God. Yeah, well, we're gonna have that for sure. For for me, it's a pretty simple. Looking back at it, um, I think I might have enjoyed it overall the most out of us three. I didn't have that many big problems with pacing or even like some of the plot beats uh were okay you know i was i was kind of all in i was bought in even not really going in expecting too much to be honest um but for me the biggest thing in a rocky movie is rocky grabs you by the arm lifts you up to never before seen heights scoops up more more hype on top on top of top and then at the end when the fight hits it all is an orgasmic experience of even more hype and feel good and insanity over the top roller coaster of positive emotions. And I feel like this movie did all those things that the Rocky movies were able to do, build up the characters, build up to the fight, but it just didn't have any type of payoff whatsoever. So it just didn't stick the landing at all. I I didn't care about the last fight at all. Once it started, they rushed through it. We got a, a pr- prison scene type of fight out of nowhere that kind of caught me off guard. I guess what they were going for it, but it just didn't add to that immense payoff that I want and I look for in these types of movies. It was, so, it was yeah. strange that they like jumped like seven rounds. Exactly. The, like we did, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought I missed something when it did that. I thought I fell asleep. Yeah. For me, one of my favorite Rocky movies, uh, probably – second sometimes some days you can ask me i'll put it in first but obviously you know it's kind of a blasphemous thing to do but it's rocky balboa uh and one of my favorite things of that was how they presented that fight they just let it play out start to finish like you're watching a tv broadcast like you're actually there in the fight and even though the the fighting was often in rocky unrealistically and crazy over the top everything around it and how it was packaged was always so real that you could buy into it so even though i guess they were going for it kind of took me out um yeah. took me out of it so yeah i kind of uh, commend them for for taking a I guess, swing yeah. if you will they they uh, the majors 
Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> too soon, too soon, too soon. Too soon, Jody. But they, I, I commend them for having the, the balls to try something new, at least, in that scene. But I can't believe you I went there, Jordy. I can't believe the you went low-hanging the low fruit. And he low. <laughs> low, the low blow, if you will. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't talk about Rocky at all, guys. When I watched it, I didn't. There was a moment or two where I thought, I wish Rocky was here. Um, but I think in this story, Rocky would have just played the role of his mother. I, like, you could sub to mom out for Rocky type deal, like talking to Adonis. So I, I didn't really miss Rocky all that much. Um so I, that wasn't a problem for me at all. Like I said, I just, I just, I couldn't get behind what's, what's going on here with the characters. And as far as like, who, like I, just, I think I just stuck on that. Like, who are you pulling for, dude? Or which one are you doing? And then like, it's like he's like, I'll make it right. Like, it's you just, you just gonna fight now. Like, it's just was an avenue for you to come back into the ring. I don't know. It just didn't hit for me. I got it. I see what you did there. Um, yeah, two little positives to end on. I gotta give a special shout out to. Uh, first off, the J. Cole uh, Dreamville soundtrack yes, was yes. incredible. The, the training montage was was pretty sweet. Yeah, and then uh, another special – I just want to give a shout-out to Myla Davis-Kent, who played uh, Creed's daughter, Amara Creed, um, an actual deaf actress representing the deaf community in her role. I thought that was really, really cool. To have that out there represent and have all these carrot all these actors also learning sign language so that was that was definitely cool to see um but now when it comes to it i don't want to speak for you guys but phil screen it or leave it three three uh even with my differences whatever i still think it's something you should see if you're a boxing fan so i'm not gonna hate on too much i'll say screen it screen it with a lowercase s yeah lowercase s c Nick, what do you think? Screen it or leave it, my guy? You guys said I'm all in for Creed 4. I'll be all in for Creed 5, 6, 7, <laughs> 10. But Creed 3, I'm screening it. I, I, yeah, I would say screen it as well. I, I had a good time. And even though it's probably ranking amongst the lowest of the lowest in all Rocky and Creed movies, maybe that says more about the incredible high standard that was set, more so than just this movie by itself. Screen it or leave it. Um, moving on, guys. Oh. Before I even say the name of the movie, screen it, guys. Screen it. We're talking about John Wick for director Chad Stahelski. Um, the original creator, director, writer is not really involved anymore with the guy who started the franchise, but that didn't matter. Uh, incredible cast. Scott Atkins. Uh, playing an incredible character, one of one of one of, a, one of the fighting stuntmen, MMA legends. Uh, don't get me started on Donnie Yen, Hiroyuki Sanasa, both legends. Incredible. Uh, Rina Sawayama is a new up and coming superstar. They just found out of nowhere. She's apparently, I think she's a famous, really famous pop star. Um, brought to the big screen. I thought she was great. Um, Bill Skarsgård. We can get into. Wasn't. Wasn't my favorite part of the movie, but obviously we got Keanu Reeves as well. Keanu Reeves, he only spoke 380 words in this movie. Some of the lowest of a main character ever. 380 words throughout the 169 minutes of the film. And he got paid about $40,000 for each word that he uttered on screen. His body does all the talking, baby. <laughs> exactly. How many punches? How many? How many reloads? Exactly. How many reloads? <laughs> and he's worth. He's worth, and he's deserving of every single penny coming his way. He's a legend on and off the screen. But guys, John Wick Chapter Four. Um, pass it first to you, Nick. What did you think? Well, before I give my opinion on the movie itself, I would like a formal written. You know what? I'll even accept a verbal apology live on the pod. With our listeners here from my two best friends, a verbal official apology for some background for our listeners. It has been a running debate between the three of us, with Jordy and Phil both swearing that they could easily defeat any dog in a fight to the death. Well, this is the dog that I'm talking about. You guys would have no chance against this dog. The dog in this movie is the dog that I will be now using to settle this debate. This is a debate. trained movie dog. This dog don't exist. This is a I real see dog. Dogs and this my dog house every was day. I'm destroying all everybody. This dog was destroying everybody. And this is the dog that I'm now 
using to settle this debate once and for all. You guys have no chance against this dog. No. No. Let me calm down. Did the dog not die in the movie? Of course it didn't. <laughs> he was taken down, guys, left and right. Trained assassins he was taken down. And you guys think you'd have a chance against this? Anyways. That's movie magic. Whew. Anyways. John Wick 4. Guys, some of the most incredible action I've ever seen put on the big screen. Non-stop. Fast pace. High octane. So incredibly stylistic. I mean, it was both brutal and beautiful and both at the same time. It was so incredibly beautifully shot. Um, I mean, there's something about this John Wick world that just continues to bring me in. I'm totally bought into it. And it's so much fun to just keep coming back to it. And honestly, I think somehow this is the best installment of the series. I loved every second of it. Uh, I don't know if we're giving our official title but screen this guys screen this one of the best action movies i've seen in a long long time phil john wick chapter four baby well you don't have to go into spoilers this movie ain't like really a spoiler movie so i'm not even gonna like go into details i'll tell you what i loved what i loved first of all keanu obviously is what we love um god they just do so good with the choreography like you said nick non-stop action I, it never lulls like I, it's just it just goes goes from the jump from the jump my man is already chasing he's already chasing people when it starts it's just so good almost three hours um, too and i was never bored I, this is my favorite part of the movie and like the whole i wanted more of this there's a boss in the movie i, I kind of liked it. it was like a video game kind of like there was bosses along the way felt like that but the, i can't remember his name but guys the boss with the purple suit with the cards yeah dude he is one of the greatest side bosses in a movie oh. like ever he he would be better dude. than most movies main bosses or bad guys he is what bond bond movies going forward need to copy <laughs> yeah. that dude yeah. was an incredible character i can't remember his name now but he was phenomenal like you don't know nothing about him they just show up he's in this building but just a little his suit what he's doing how he talks just builds his character so well they have a fight scene of course because it's john wick i was blown away by that character more than anything else in the movie i just loved him i agree phil he was great jordy mentioned scars guard he might have been the weakest part of the movie but they did do one thing that i do like there's something about a villain dressed very nicely <laughs> and they give him a small plate and a small fork and he takes a bite out of cake <laughs> that did it for me you got scars guard dressed very nicely eating a cake so delicately and just i i like scars guard i don't know you I, guys are down on scars guard i, I don't i don't want to say he's bad but he just didn't it just went like again dude in the purple suit killed it like that's the dude like how he should i mean that's scott villain. scott it's scott atkins he's you know he you're almost unrecognizable yeah I, I don't he, remember I his character his character's name was killer killer dude killer. he was in i mean so yeah, he was all the undisputed he movies was um but skarsgård i hated skarsgård like i wanted oh i, I did, my I blood think, was boiling that might yeah. be part of it nick is you do hate him so i think that might be part of the dislike with the that for me was him. enough that was enough for me because i just right. despised him i wanted him um, dead and yeah maybe it was, it was the accent for me that just i was like wow yeah it was too much maybe that's it too but um again spoiler free the movie's fantastic there's a cool uh, all the action's great and it changes up it's not the same stuff there's the there's a one part towards in the movies with the top down progression through the building was they killed it and that then obviously so cool. yeah. obviously the steps just goes down <laughs> to the movie history is one of the greatest like metaphors in life like they they killed it. Like every part of the movie is something different, and they killed it. And then my last thing, Donnie Yen is his name. Danny Yen, Donnie. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie Yen. If he, yeah. If he plays another blind character like this so well, he needs to just be legally blind because he kills it. <laughs> he was in Rogue One. Dude is killing it blind. He is phenomenal. He was literally, so literally. great. All the characters are so great to me. They're just they, know, man. They just do a good job of. They give you characters. And you believe in him, and you don't have like a whole big backstory or nothing on him. You just go all into it. I was, I mean, it's screening time. Go screen it. I'm done. Absolutely. It was, it was a movie where I just, you know, a movie will build up to an action sequence, and that will be the payoff and the big, big climax. And I was in. I mean, it was a late showing of John Wick, but I was there, just laid back, like 
like oh like overwhelmed over i don't even know how what the word to look for it just kept going and piling on top and more and more and more and more and every time <laughs> he thought it was over they they topped it again with some more insanity and every second of it was just absolutely gorgeous to take in sitting in the i theater. think it's the best it one was, of the whole series i think it's the best one how how many movies or how many movie series can say that the fourth installment is the best of the franchise yeah rocky no the four, the Rocky best Four is better than than one one, or yeah, I go Rocky Four is the best Rocky. Ooh, it's great, but I'm not I'm going that Rocky. far. Ivan Drago, are you kidding me? Might have to carry Stop. that over to another another podcast. Um, okay, uh, got we got to send Seal at Lance Reddick's uh, passing. Oh. This is his final completed film role before his passing. Uh, he passed away March 17th this year, just one week before the film released. Um. But apparently this is not his final appearance as the character because he's apparently confirmed to have already filmed scenes for the ballerina spinoff mm. supposed to come out next year, which I'm really excited for because anything we can get in this world, I'm all in. The world building is so great. I absolutely love this movie. So and two last things. One, absolutely screen it. And two... I am Klaus. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. I felt uncomfortable when you just said that. Yeah, I am Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> what a great character, dude. Screen it or leave it. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Nikolai Philip. Directors Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic. Jelenic. I don't want to pronounce, mispronounce your name. Um, mostly known for Teen Titans Go, star-studded cast, Jack Black, Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, also Charles Martinet in a quick cameo in one of the opening scenes. He was the original voice of Mario. Fun fact, a lot of people probably didn't catch that. Um, Super Mario Bros. is already closing in on a billion dollars, guys. Over 900 million. It's a big dollar brand, man. The highest grossing film of uh, 2023 so far. And box office records for the biggest worldwide opening weekend for an animated film, and not really unsurprising, not really that surprising, the highest grossing film based on a video game as well. Um, I'm gonna go first on this one, guys. <laughs> I freaking love this movie, dude. I've seen it twice in theaters, once in streaming. Uh, it's just a grand old time. I am a classic Mario video game nerd as well. It is filled to the rim with little Easter eggs and fun little nuggets that you can recognize and take from. You don't have it's not necessarily key to the plot, but it's it's you can just tell that every second of this movie was made with so much passion and love for the for the uh, source material. And I absolutely love this movie. I don't know where it would rank, and maybe you know towards the end of the year, top ten movies of my year. Right now, I would say it probably ranked really high. I had an incredible. You said three when you watched it. It, it was yeah, it was in my top three when I went and watched it at that time, and I probably and it probably wasn't number three either. So yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, Illumination, the, the the studio that they know what they're doing. They got this this formula uh, down, and now I think with the Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers being the two biggest hits of this year so far, there's going to be a lot of video game related stuff coming our way soon and hopefully they'll be uh, handled with the same care and love that super mario brothers has because it was absolutely fantastic um red dead who knows grand theft auto red dead everything bring it all bring it all on there's so much stuff to, to, to choose from they're zelda. going to they're it's coming now after after this success we i think i have a zelda movie right now philip williams what did you think of this movie how's your how, how was your experience what did you think uh, All right. Well, uh, let's, did, let's stop you I off did, right there, Nick. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, hold on, let me go. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I did fall asleep during it. How? Um, yeah, I did. For like ten minutes. Well, I think part of it was I went during kidney stone time and I was a little drugged up. So I think that's part of it. I probably shouldn't have been driving. Um, not, so I think not, that not part right of it. Um, and it is. And I'm not saying this is a negative thing. This is kind of like Jordy saying, "Oh, they found their base." Um, but it is Mario. I love Mario. But it is just a traditional like kids movie. It's not like a Pixar movie. I could like there's no real like life le- or nothing deep thought to it which is not a negative um but there was just nothing that grabbed me other than just watching mario and if you love mario you, it's 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 good it's they don't do nothing wrong it's great um i appreciated the like you said easter eggs i liked when they did like the little 2d like sequence 
um, side to side. It's fun. Like, there's nothing to hate on at all, but um, – But you hated it. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it again, give another chance when I'm not drugged up, I guess. But it's, I wasn't, like, too crazy about it. I didn't leave, like, cheering. It's very predictable, you know, the next step that's coming um, each time, especially at the very end. Um, I do have to say I was not bothered by Christopher Pratt, like, talking. The thing, like, that didn't bother me at all. And I think they kind of shortcutted it. That There's, like, a scene at the start where they do, like, a little commercial, which kind of, I think, f- fixes that for you. Like, the commercial kind of fulfills that need if you want that accent. Um, but like I wasn't bothered. It didn't. I, I'm excited to see another sequel after this came out. They were talking about all the new characters they didn't have. I was excited to see some of the actors they were talking about who could voice some of these next new characters. Um, there is a weird thing that I don't understand with the little blue guy, which was he was probably the funniest part of the movie, but I just didn't understand it. I don't know what was up with that. Um, but overall, I liked it. It just wasn't very. I don't know. I like to be challenged in movies. It was just a fun. Wait, the little the little blue guy. Do you want to you want to elaborate a little bit? Well, he I can't. He made like funny jokes that just kind of were out of place. Like it was weird. It was weird. Self self And again, I was on jokes, drugs, so I might have imagined some of it. I have no idea, but it was it was weird. Was this blue guy on screen, or was it like more in a the theater, kind of sitting next to you? No, it was on screen. Um, and then oh, my okay. last thought is, um, I mean, Jack Black kills the role. I mean, when he does a role, other than he just, he just... I mean. Yeah, peaches, peaches. Um, he's fantastic <laughs> voicing the character of Bowser, and it's almost like I can see Jack Black's face in Bowser. It's so weird, like it was coming together. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So maybe they they did that. Um, but he obviously kills his role. Um, but I liked it. Yeah, your turn, Nick. Well, this film had absolutely zero plot whatsoever. <laughs> And I didn't care one bit. <laughs> what, what, expect, what, man? what an amazing time. I just had a great time a in the grand theater with this old movie. Time. Like it paid incredible homage to so many levels of Mario Bros. games and fandom. And this is just exactly what I wanted this movie to be. Like it looked amazing. I was very worried about the voice actors when we heard who was voicing who and whatnot, but the, the voice acting was incredible. I can't think of like one moment where I was like, that's weird or anything. I just loved the, I thought the voice acting was great. Jack Black, especially great. Peaches, 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 peaches. I thought he was, he stole the show. I don't know. Well, it's fun, just so- fun fact, it came in at number 83 in the Billboard Hot 100, which means that it's Jack Black's first ever solo hit. <laughs> and also his first hit since Tenacious D's The Pick of Destiny. It came in at number 78. Completely from my head, 2006, I believe. Not talking from my notes at all. <laughs> Solo hit. That's what I was about to say. Is the Tenacious D song? Yeah, I, I was picturing more. Tenacious D. Like, I wanted to go listen to Tenacious D after this, but <laughs> it was just so much fun, guys. I mean, there was perfect homage to the games, in my opinion. Um, and like you said, Phil, I about the sequels. I can't wait for more. Like bringing more characters. They gave us a little post-credit scene that we won't discuss here, but uh, really excited for where we can go in the future with these guys and this, this franchise. And hopefully we can, you know, throw a little plot in there um, in the future. We don't, we don't even need it. We don't even need it. <laughs> it was like a video game. We just need peaches. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie to take your kids to see. Like you, there's not much of that out there. I think it's a very good movie for that. Yeah. It's just a grand old time. And there's a billion dollars agreeing with me that that's yeah. sometimes just enough to have a grand old time. It's not a long movie, but it's just, a lot of fun guys and we're allowed to have fun here okay it doesn't have to be you know i was super emotional just like john wick you know you talk about plot i mean there's a little <laughs> bit of plot but it's just a different kind of fun yeah so we're screening it guys we're all screening it we better be screening it otherwise yeah, i'm screen. walking getting to your home and screen it for you screen it screen, screen it. it also i'll say like it's i was looking at rotten tomatoes very divisive between critics and audience which we see sometimes yeah. but of a movie of this magnitude, very divisive. It's because it says it right there in the title, critics. Right. Yeah. No critic should go see Super Mario Brothers right. movie. This is not. This is a movie. Sit this one out, guys. This is movie. for. This is for us. This is for the fans. Exactly. <laughs> Screen it or leave it. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our final movie on this first installment of our new segment: Screen it or leave it with jazzy i want to thank the jazzy band by the way for uh coming in today they're sitting right there on screen but coming in and recording that quick little uh jingle for me y'all y'all, y'all knocked that out of the park what's that yeah yeah 
Yeah, we'll talk about the payment some other yeah, time. I was about we to say, make sure you're covering <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a lot coming in right now, but maybe in the future. Um, I need to give a quick little prologue to this last movie because this is a movie I didn't want to see. We're talking about a movie that I was not going to see until my two best friends here threatened me and forced me to go see it because it was supposedly amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, it is a movie called Air directed by Ben Affleck, um, stars Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker, Viola Davis, the back of Michael Jordan's head. Um, <laughs> and it's a movie mostly focusing on uh, Sonny, Sonny Vaccaro, I believe his name was, uh, especially Nike, as they were pursuing to sign basketball rookie Michael Jordan. And obviously led to a partnership that revolutionized the world of sports and culture as well. Um, I want to hold my thoughts and feelings for the end. I want to pass this to Nick Paulus first, because Please. you might have to give a little more context too as to why you actually got me to walk 35, 40 minutes to a theater close to the city just to have a viewing to see it because I had to see this. Um, please enlighten me, Nick. Well, to go along with what you said, Jordy, I also had absolutely no desire to see this movie when I saw the trailer. Uh, I was honestly somewhat offended by the trailer. I felt very exploitative and you know, like what are Ben Affleck and Matt Damon like doing trying to tell the story? Like it felt very weird to me. I had no desire to see it after after a recommendation from from my uncle who saw it in a, a private screening before it was released, um, I reluctantly went to see this movie. And guys, I was blown away by this movie. I'm going to just keep it 100. Blown away. The opening sequence set the tone immediately, taking us back to the 80s uh, just beautifully. The performances were as good as I've seen across the board. Damon, Affleck, Bateman, Tucker, Viola Davis, they all were, they all brought their A game. Back up. The back of Michael Jordan's head as well. Back of Michael Jordan's head. Incredible job there. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's as good as I've seen any of those actors. And that's a good, that's a long list of actors. Um, a long list of great actors, I should say. Um, the soundtrack was out of this world. It's been in my music rotation since the time I saw it. Um, this was a story that I, I was familiar with this story. Very familiar. I knew the whole, I knew how it, the details behind it. I knew how the outcome of the story um, but it was told in a unique way. It was, it was very inspiring and wholesome at times, very funny. I mean, the, the dialogue was incredible, on par with some of the best, you know, I don't know, Aaron Sorkin films, someone's known for dialogue. The dialogue was incredible. Um, and then just to tell a little story that my uncle told me that got me to see the movie, he saw that at the private screening and he, he met the, the screenwriter um, of the film. His name's Alex Convery, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but um, this, this was a, he was a, a young guy. He was inspired to write the screen, the screenplay of the story after watching the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary that came out during COVID. He wrote it during COVID had nothing else to do. It was the first screenplay he's ever written. He did his own research on it and um, it somehow got into the hands of, he pitched it, got into the hands of Ben Affleck who, brought in his buddy Matt Damon. They looked at it together, and after they they read it, they decided it was so good that they wanted to star in the film themselves. So I thought that was a pretty cool anecdote that my uncle told me. Just as, This is the guy's first ever screenplay he's ever written, and I thought it was sensational. Screen it. Whew, screen it. Phil, bring it uh, Well, I saw it first. I saw it at 11 a.m. the first day it came out. I had never had any debate about seeing it or not. I, being a kid growing up in North Carolina, Tar Heels fan, Michael Jordan fan, Nike fan, shoe fan, basketball fan, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman fan. I was all in. I had everything I wanted. Um, like Nick and probably most people, the story's been out there. Everyone knows the story or whatever. But this movie does such a great job of making Nike the underdog. And if you've been as old as I am or even older, we don't know Nike as the underdog. We right. know Nike has always reigned supreme in everything. So being it, seeing it in a different light, like knowing that they, like there's a scene where they're in a boardroom 
a meeting and they're talking about trying to go after players and they they can't be Adidas and Reebok and it's just like what today kids laugh at those brands like (laughs) it was just so cleverly done and talking about the players Sonny Vaccaro who's a huge basketball guy who's played by Matt Damon obviously has some intelligence intelligence of the game there's another scene in the movie where he's breaking down film that gets him on the path to Jordan and I just thought that was just a fan of basketball just seeing how he watched something and seen what other people didn't see um was beautiful um again there's other part at the end of the movie where Matt Damon just takes over um, and it's been building up during the film. I loved it. I again those char- like I just love Bateman. I love how like his character and everything he does. He just nails like that that witty, funny, like smart guy to talk back. And then him and Matt Damon work so well together. Um, ben Affleck's a little different. It's not like his typical thing. It's almost like an f off Ben Affleck the whole time, but it works. It's good. He's still killing it. Um, and it's just cool to see like the style, like Nick said, the eighties. Um, they 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 do a very good job with the music, the clothes they're wearing. I mean, what Ben Affleck is wearing, walking around in an office is hilarious to me. <laughs> um, Viola Davis is in it; she's great. And the other, I forget, I don't know his name. The person who plays her husband is actually her actual husband in real life, so they mm-hmm. have a good dynamic together. Um, I do like that Jordan wasn't a part of it; that it stayed Nike, like. Jordy keeps making the joke of Jordan's head, um, but I like it. It really wasn't. A, I love that. Like, I love that. The mystery. That was a, that was a good thing. That yeah, good I, thing. I didn't want to like. It would have made it weird. I think if we had Jordan doing this thing. Um, yeah. I loved it when I saw. It, I told you guys to go see it right now since we're talking about top movies. It's my number one movie of 2023. I give it the edge over John Wick, um, just because I mean during this movie I cry like there's mo- like I did not expect I went in and there's moments that just got me emotional me too Phil like it's, me it's, too yeah it's more than just about it's it's about your own life and reflection and what you think you can do and so inspiring yourself. yeah like it's a very inspirational film so just like Nick you gotta you gotta see it I don't know if it's a movie you have to see on the big screen by any chance because it's not it's not like that but I recommend everyone watching it for sure so screen it by me Jordy Jordy before well, you go before you go I just have to say the only there was only like one thing I didn't like about the movie and that was just a bold faced lie <laughs> that was told at the end of the movie. A bold faced lie at the end of the movie. But throw it out there. Expose these 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 movie makers for what they did, Nick. Well, throw it out there right now. There's a as the credits begin to well, as the credits, it's the, the wrap up of the movie at the end. There's just a little throwaway sentence that comes up on the screen that says Michael Jordan was the became the greatest player that ever lived? Just a bold faced lie. I mean, he's close. He was great, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I mean, I, LeBron, LeBron James is still James. out here walking the planet. So I don't know. Just a bold faced lie. That that's the only thing I didn't like about the movie. I'll fight for it. Michael Jordan's still the best. I'm just maybe they wrote the story in the '90s. LeBron didn't come across yet when they wrote that part. <laughs> yeah, it would have been amazing if they said. Michael Jordan became ended up becoming the second best basketball player. Yeah, like time. what are you supposed to what are you supposed to put there? Yeah, this this movie was not getting made unless MJ probably made sure they put that in the yeah, at the end of the sure. movie just to get the rights to make this movie. Also, also speaking of that, he did say that he was they would not allow them to make this movie unless uh, Viola Davis played his mom. Which yeah, was that true. and then oh, I forgot his name. He also sorry, Jordy. He also said George Raveling. He said George Raveling's character had to be in it because he was a very influential part of the decision. Right, right. Um, which, which I didn't. Well, I didn't know this. Sorry, the the Martin Luther King Jr. speech thing. I didn't know that yeah. story. That was something I learned from a movie that I had no idea about, um, which was a cool thing. True story. I yeah. was fortunate enough to be when I played college basketball with you at the same school that two of my best friends were at as well. Uh, Nick played there. George Raveling came to visit, and I remember him mentioning that in a conversation. Um, Awesome, and I guess he just loves parading around with it. I would, I would too. Good I mean, lord, what, yeah, what an incredible thing yeah. to have! Um, <laughs> I would give out copies. Still would, hasn't yeah, sold it. I would it make too. copies of it every time I met and shook someone's hand. I'd hand it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, Phil, you ended your little part with saying like you don't, you don't know if people, or you don't feel like people have to see it on the big screen per se. Um, a lot of people didn't know that originally Amazon was supposed to release this just like streaming only, straight oh, to wow. streaming, and the film was then screened for test audiences and apparently scored so much higher than anticipated that Amazon gave the film a full theatrical release uh, in the United States and then worldwide. Well, I don't know who the hell was in this test audience 
thinking that this movie deserved a full worldwide release, okay? But they were right because it was pretty damn amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jordy, you're well, we welcome. Didn't know how Jordy you're welcome. Felt about this, we were like banging him on the head to go see it. Go see Every time I was like, I wanted right. to share it with my friends that I was going to go see something. Ah, fuck that. Go see air. I'm like, come on, damn guys. Go, go see, see air. He was taking advice from someone who said it wasn't good that saw it. Like those people shouldn't even look at a Over basketball us. ever. Over your two best friends. Oh well. Best friends. Michael Jordan wore two numbers in his career, 45-23. Air was released on 4-5-23 that morning when you were there, uh, Phil. How about that for a fun trivia fact? Oh, clever. <laughs> exactly. Look at that little nugget. Um, something to think about. Yeah, no. Um, went into this movie almost wanting to hate it because of you guys. Thank you for that. Uh, hyping it out of the moon. Uh, up to the moon. Like, oh, this is amazing. You have to see this. Blah, blah, blah. Go see air. Go see air. Um, after seeing it last a couple of days ago, you guys told me, well, I told you guys I was going to stay quiet until this podcast to tell you what I thought. Um, but no, it was a good time. Didn't care as much for Ben Affleck's performance as film night. It was all right. It was cool. But I was like, all right, something okay, a little, little, little goofy at times. But that's obviously not the point of the movie. There definitely were some inspirational moments. Um, and I guess the most important thing to take away, guys. Trust the people that know you best, because if your two best friends say that something is good, they're usually right, unless they're wrong, and then we'll have heated discussions. But this time, guys, thank you for <laughs> keep pushing me to watch this, uh, and I'm happy I did. Same with Succession, Phil. Thank you for that once again, because I'm caught up. L to the OG. Do <laughs> be the OG. Yeah. Nick's not. I'm going on succession too. I'm not caught up yet, but I'm going. I'm on my exactly. way. Awesome. I'm, I'm caught up. Can't wait for these last couple episodes. But neither here nor near there. So to screen it? Air. I'm right there with you guys. Screen that sucker. Screen it. Ooh, no leave it. No leave it yet. No, we got to maybe sprinkle in some, some more divisive movies. But so far, I mean, you know. We've had some some good things lined up for us to see, and we did. Screen it or leave it. You guys have any any uh, honorable mentions? Because we, obviously we included movies that we've all seen, just so we had some more to talk about and discuss. Maybe some screen it or leave it's that you that were not mentioned in this episode that you've recently seen, Phil. Oh uh, yeah, four more movies that I saw this past month or so, uh, and I won't go into huge detail. Um, but Scream Six, it was a screener for me. It's still, I think it's still in theaters, so you should go see it if you can. If you're a big Scream fan, it's arguably my first or second favorite horror franchise, that and Halloween. Scream 6 I enjoyed. Kind of revitalizes the, the franchise, doing something a little different. Um, Evil Dead Rise I just saw recently. I'm a huge big fan of Sam Raimi. Evil Dead was like my big thing as a kid, Army of Darkness. Um, Sam Raimi is not on board here, but there is a lot of homages to him in the film. I liked it. It was a very small-scale horror film. If you did see the trailer, that's just the one thing I hate. A lot of these horror movies, they show a lot of what you see in the movie in the trailer. There's a couple things that they did not. But if you're a fan of Evil Dead and that type of style, um, the Book of the Dead, I would say it's a screen it. Uh, and then the other two movies, Renfield. My guy Jordy saw that with me. Uh, I'm going to say leave it. <laughs> I'm going to say leave it. Uh, we won't go into detail. And then, and I just went through a ranking here kind of, the last movie, which was like the second movie I saw when I went on a run here, Cocaine Bear. Leave that thing wherever you can in a dump truck Whoa. about to be dropped into a landfill. I highly recommend do not waste your time with wow. Cocaine Bear. Don't do it. <laughs> Trash, kids. Don't do it. It's the worst it. movie I've seen this year. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's a shocker. Nick, do you have any? Did you have any any well, any other movies? For for me to try to top the worst movie of the year, Cocaine Bear, which I have not seen yet, uh, Murder Mystery Two. Leave that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> leave that sucker. I got to give my boy Adam Sandler some love, but man, leave <laughs> leave Murder Mystery where you found it. Uh, I saw Tetris. I, I streamed Tetris on the Apple Plus, um, Apple TV Plus. That's a uh, screen it for me. Really interesting story that I didn't know the details of. Tetris was really good. Um, and then, unfortunately, unfortunately, 65, you got to leave 65 as well. <laughs> I was so, so hyped for that movie. I mean, Adam Driver, Dinosaurs, what could possibly go wrong? How could that possibly be a bad movie? But leave it. I didn't like it. 
don't really have any 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 anything to add. I think Renfield. You saw Renfield. Is that a leave it or screen it for you? Oh yeah, let me let me start opening that case then. <laughs> well, good to know, guys. Uh, I also. <laughs> Well, for me, uh, like you said, Phil, we did watch Renfield synced up across the pond at the same time. And you told our beautiful audience to leave it. And that almost made me want to leave you out of this podcast for good. Yeah. <laughs> Stream that sucker, baby. It's Nicolas Cage prime Nicolas Cage. When sometimes I know he's, he's had hundreds and hundreds of movies the last couple of years, but when... Once he has a role, you know, that he cares about and is invested in, you can just tell. And every second of Nicolas Cage on screen in that role of Dracula is worth screening it so, just for that. Okay, so there's a between. There's a screen it, which means go see it in the theaters. There's a leave it, which means throw that thing away. And then in the middle should be stream it. I'll give it a stream it. It's not It's not on Cocaine Bear's level by any means. So <laughs> I'll say stream it. How about that? But I'm All right. Cocaine Bear. What the fuck was that? I'm glad you're you're like leaning into it, leaning into the stream, the stream it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that. Well, guys, I think that is a wrap, a wrap, folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of All Screens and Sizes, and especially our brand new segment, Screen It or Leave It. Thank you for tuning in as always and joining us on the cinematic adventure. We had a blast breaking down these movies, and we hope you had just as much fun listening. Um, before we go, obviously, I want to remind you to please follow us on social media at Screens and Sizes. And please subscribe and follow our podcast um, wherever you're listening for even more entertainment, uh, movie recommendations, behind the scenes, little sneak peek videos and hilarity that will hopefully make your day. And don't forget, if you have any movie suggestions or topics that you want us to cover, please shoot us a message on socials. We love hearing from our listeners. Um, do you guys have any final words before we wrap this thing up? Thanks for listening, guys. Hope to see you soon. Well, see you soon. Hope to hear from you. And hope to hear from us soon. I don't know how. What am I doing here? Hope, to, <laughs> hope then... you guys hear from us soon again. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for li- thanks for tuning in, Philip. Yes, and thanks for listening. And you're not gonna see us unless you check out a little thing, but go see the movies we talked about. How about that? That's something you can go see. See those films. Yeah, let us know so. if you agree or disagree. Please let it come in. The conversation is, is, is one of the most fun parts about seeing movies and it's, it's talking about them, right? So, all right, until next time, and keep watching those screens of all sizes, ladies and gentlemen.